for that uh, beautiful welcome. Uh, before we get into this, I'll just quickly uh, just give a bit more of a brief uh, for those to, of you that are new to One Heart. Uh, I'll just let you know a bit more about myself. So obviously, as uh, Pastor Rob said, my name's Josh and I'm his son. Uh, that's a privilege in itself. Sometimes th there's other sides, but it's definitely majority of privilege. But then, as well as he said, I have, um, it is an honour and it is a huge privilege to lead the youth ministry of this church. Um, there's a lot of challenges involved with it, but it is a privilege and it is an honour. And so I thank people like Gabriel who have always got me in their prayers and all the rest of you that do because it's um, I, it's awesome opportunity to see young people stepping up and uh, having the call of God in their life and just being fruitful in that. So that's really cool. And so that's what we do on a Sunday night usually. But tonight we have church, so that's another thing. Come out here 5 p.m. It's going to be so good. But uh, with that, um, if you've come to church uh, this year at all, uh, you'll have noticed that we've had or listened to the podcast. We're on the theme of growth. And so we believe, and from Pastor Robert, our, it was a Friday night, start of the year, uh, after our week of prayer and fasting, there was a message of um, 2016 is going to be a year of growth. And so this last month, really, most messages we've been hearing has all been about growing and growth and all good stuff, really good stuff. Go on the podcast, listen to it, get it into you because it's been really good. Especially last week's when that goes up, listen to that because last week's was a, was a ripper message. Good job, Pastor Rob. But um, if we go onto the slide, we're going to have a, um, a quick uh, line that goes up there. You can't hide what is growing. That's a good one. Say that to the person next to you. Nudge him and say, you can't hide what is growing. So um, there's, this, there's one kind of, growing up in church life, there's one preacher, or it's not a person itself, but it's a style of preacher that used to frustrate the heck out of me. I used to be so annoyed. And I wouldn't hate him, but I'd just be frustrated. They'd say, oh, they'd, to talk about, like, they're having a conversation with God, and they'll say, and God told me this. And I'm thinking, how the heck can you have a conversation with God and know what he's saying to you? And so today I'm that speaker. And so I was just listening to a podcast one day, um, just, just this preacher was preaching about stuff, and then God started speaking to me in my spirit about things, and then I got this, this is what God spoke to me about. You can't hide what is growing. And so for all of you that might be like, what is Josh on about? How can God speak to you in your spirit? Well, all I can say is when you, it's a journey thing, as you do it more, you, you can go, because the, the whole thing is like, how do you know the difference between God's voice and your imagination? It's a very good question, but when you... When you go in life and the journey on it, it's come speak to me after service. So we can talk about it a bit more. But yeah, you start to discover, okay, that's imagination and that's God's voice. And so this is a this is a line here. You can't hide what God is growing. No, you can't hide what is growing. And so that's uh, that's not my title, but that's just a sentence that's going to be very important to this message and how we uh, go along to the next thing. So um, uh, another thing I want to quickly say here is that uh, before I continue on is that Guy Kelly down the front row, he's a gun. But he's, he spoke this really encouragement to me the other day. He said, this is what he said, it is better to have something to say and talk fast than to talk slow and have nothing to say. And so if I, if I get a bit excited and get a bit passionate, um, I, I apologise. I'll try and um, uh, refrain myself so you can actually take in what I'm saying. But um, at least I have a word from God for you and I've got something to say then say nothing at all. So... Uh, good job, Guy Kelly. Thank you for giving me encouragement to come up here once again. So cheers for that. But I'm just going to, before we start, I'm just going to pray and we'll get into it. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're here with us right now. We thank you, God, that you're alive and powerful, that you're moving and you're not dead and stagnant and asleep. We thank you that through this service, you've already started to do things in our lives. You've already started to position us and mold us in a place. 
And we just thank you that uh, you're going to be positioning us right now, Lord, to be able to be opened up to hear what you have to say to us, that we can leave this place better. And even as we heard from Pastor Rob last week, we've got to measure ourselves up to you, Jesus, and not measure ourselves down to the people around us. So help us just measure ourselves up to you right now, Lord, that we can leave this place better, we can leave this place more like Jesus than we are right now. And we all said, Amen. For those of you new to church, what Amen means is like we agree and yes, and as one heart, it's good to agree and say Amen. So that's good. Um, so if we go to the next slide, it will have um, the book of Job. And so it's spelt Job because we're Australians, we're good like that, I guess. Um, and so we're just going to look at a few verses from chapter 1 in the book of Job, or Job, as the Christians say. And so I'm just going to read a few verses and then we'll, um, that will set us up. Are we ready? You're alive? Yeah, that's good. So this is what it says. There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. Pretty, that seems like a pretty good guy. And then we'll skip down to uh, verse 6. And it says this. One day the members of the heavenly court came to represent themselves before the Lord. And the accuser Satan, who that's in other words for the devil, came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord. I have come patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed this, my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from all evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear, you, uh, to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him uh, and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with him, uh, with, with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. Now, what has that got to do with this message? Not too much, but apart from the fact that we know Satan and God talk. We see that they had a conversation. And so right now, what I'm going to say is not in the Bible. It's completely hypothetical. So don't try and find the Bible because it's not there. But this is just from reading that one day, this is where God was flowing my journey with that. What we saw on the screen before about when, uh, when something's growing, you can't hide it. And so this is just the conversation that God was having in my head about these things that God was speaking to me about. And so I can kind of imagine a situation. So let's just say I'm God in heaven and we've got this box here. And so then Satan comes up to God and goes, what's that box? And God's like, what, what box? I don't see any box. There's no box here. No, you can't see it. But as you something growing, you can't hide it. And so there's definitely something there. And so then you, you might have that situation where um, Satan's like, you can't fool me. Like, I'm not, I might be dumb and made some dumb decisions. And now we all know what those dumb decisions were that he's done. But um, you can't, I'm still not an idiot. Like, there's something, you're hiding something. God's like, no. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. And so that's just a hypothetical situation. But um, hopefully um, by the end of this message, I'm going to say a better, a better hypothetical situation than what that was. And we can um, go to have an awesome future in our lives. But uh, so then next thing is, so that statement, when there is growth, you can't hide it. So who, who knows about, about babies? Women here, who's had a baby? My mum's had babies because I was one of them. But I'm just going to quickly... Uh, I give us an example here, so just give me a second. <laughs> so um, now down a bit lower. 
I don't know, I've never carried a baby before. But let's say, for example, um, it looks like I'm obviously, obviously pregnant, right? It, it looks like there's something here. Now, I have never, ever, ever, and I could, it, could, it could, could happen, but I've never noticed it. I've never, when someone's obviously like this, and then so I could be walking around, and then my mum could say, hey, Josh, how's the baby going? And I've never heard this reply. What baby? What, what baby? I don't see no baby. I don't, I don't believe you. There's nothing here. No, no baby. But why? Because when, when something's growing, you can't hide it. Is that right? When something's growing, you can't hide it. And so it doesn't matter what the mum tries to do. Oh, no, no baby here. You can't, it's, it's there. You can't hide it, right? You can't hide it. And so, um, so just take a note, write that down. When, it, when something's growing, you can't hide it. I'll get rid of my baby. Ooh. I didn't mean to do that, but that's my way of getting rid of it. But, and so, and then with that, with, with when it comes to babies, so we notice, we know, we, average-ish, it's common that we have, you have the baby in the, in the tummy, and for nine, nine months later, it erupts, we give birth, and it's, and it continues to grow. Why? Because when something's growing, you can't hide it. So first it's hidden in the belly, but it, it's obviously there. Then it comes to a place where, as I said, it erupts, grows, and um, we can't become big humans. Because when something grows, you can't hide it. And then another situation is um, teenagers. How many te teenagers have we got here? Um, and now pimples and acne, right? So I've had this a few times. Uh, when you have a pimple and you've got acne problems, you notice when something grows, you can't hide it. And so unfortunately, like for me, I've had second noses because this pimple grows. And why is that? Because when something grows, you can't hide it. And so uh, hopefully that this is stimulating some things in your mind. Um, but so yeah. But now with all that said and done, we're going to go to, you now if you've ever been to uh, a church, you may have heard about this before. If you've been on our website and looked at it about us, there's a thing, our church has a mission statement. And if you've been to a One Purpose night, if you're new to the church, come talk to some of the, the welcome teams. They'll be able to help you out, get to a One Purpose night. This talks about One Heart Church, what we believe and what we're here for and all that. And so what our, our mission statement is really cool. It's actually a verse in the Bible. And so um, Ebony, if we we'll go to the next slide then, this is what it's from, Matthew 14, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. And so we'll read that. You are a light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way that your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Hmm. Pretty good mission statement, I think. And now with this, uh, this uh, bit of Bible verse, it's funny. At uh, last year at the ACC state a conference, I wasn't there myself, but I heard it on the podcast. There was a message that our state vice president, Pastor Paul Newsham, spoke about from our church's mission statement. He didn't say, oh, this is one ch heart church's mission statement. I'm going to preach about it. He just used the same verse. And he had this, uh, and to me, it, it spoke to me heaps. And it really clarified a lot of things that God's been having the journey of me going through, which I'll talk about a bit shortly. But what his message title was, um, Right to the Light. And so what you're saying is all around Australia, country, regionally, more so than in the cities and all that, is that we've got a lot, there's been a lot of traditional churches and slowly but surely they're, they're all going out. The lights are going off. And so just because there's no one in those churches and they're just dying and they're slowly the light's going off. And what, what Pastor Paul was saying to our ACC pastors is that those places, those towns with those lights going out, they still have right to the light. 
And so I, I believe Ellison has right to the light. That's why we're doing what we're doing up there. I believe Port Lincoln has right to the light. That's why we're doing in Port Lincoln what we're doing in Port Lincoln. But then, so with that, right to the light, we've got to be, um, when those lights are going off, that's pretty sad and tragic. And But, it, and, but what I'll, I'm going to go into, we'll go to the next slide if we can. That will come up. But what the, this message that I heard was spoke to me so much because it was clarifying the call of God it has on my life and the things that God's speaking to me about to do. And the first one was in Genesis 8, 17. So last year, I think it was, um, I probably talked about a bit about the thing of releasing animals. And so that came out from Genesis 8, 17. And God was just speaking to me again in my spirit. And I read this and I'm like, wow. And, this is, and so what we see here, it says, release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. And so what God was speaking to me about is just like we see in today's society with this right to the light message and these, these churches all going out everywhere and there's lack, there's no, there's no pastors, there's no music team for them, there's all these things, there's just lack. And But just like after the flood and it, the world is in lack, I believe we're going to have a youth ministry in Port Lincoln and a church that's going to be, you know what, we're going to have the animals come in here, the young people, the people that can go position so that time comes where the light can go back out, where we can fill those places because that's what the animals were there to do, to be released, to be fruitful and multiply. And so we're going to be a place where, you know what, those lights are going out, but we're going to be ones that put the lights back in. And so I, 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 I speak, I get that, read that, I get encouraged, you, you know what, Release the animals. We've got to pray over this place. We're going to say, God, you're bringing them in just like you brought the animals to Noah. And we're going to be then not just to be here. Because the first thing for youth is, is we have the animals come into you so we can feel the lack in church. And once we start feeling the lack in church, we start feeling the lack in other places. But that's the first one. Then this year, or like I, got, I got the revelation last year for this year, is in Ecclesiastes 3.5. And this is what it says. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. And so, that's oh, funny, stones. BJ's been on a bit about stones, talked to him about stones. But this, again, was another, it jumped straight off the back from releasing animals. And so I believe for the youth, again, this year, is that we're going into a time of gathering stones because it's a time then to scatter stones. And then we see with David and Goliath, David gathered stones from a stream to scatter them out of Goliath. And so there's voices and things in our life that are, are saying, you can never do this, you can never put the light back out. Um, or I don't know what towns are out there that don't have a church, and there's this... Goliath voice saying, you can't do this, I'm too intimidating for you, but I believe that we've got to, we're going to have a youth ministry and a church that gathers stones that goes, you know what, it may look like nothing, it may look like it's useless, but it's got, it's got deadly potential, and those Goliaths are going out, those lights are going back on. And so I just want to, um, that these are the verses I hold on to for youth, because there's times where you're doing youth and you're like, man, as I said, it gets challenging, like far out. What's the point? But I go, I go, you know what? Release the animals. I'm here to release the animals. I'm here for those scattering of stones and to scatter those stones. And so, uh, and then, so as unfortunately, as I talk about, it, we have this situation though where it is true where a lot of places now, the only church left is the ACC church, what we we're a part of, or it will be the only one left soon. But in order for us to, uh, um, yeah, so we, I believe we're going to be, a, we're going to be a church that changes that situation. But uh, other than that as well, I think the one, th and so I think it's really sad and tragic that we're losing these churches all over the place. But I think there's one thing that's even more sad and even more depressing, really, is that when there's a church there but the light's not being seen. I, I don't know about you. Um, I think it's all, yeah, it's okay to be, oh, that's so sad we're losing churches. But I think we've got to start going, you know what, it's really sad when there's a church there, but it's doing nothing. There's a church there, but it is hidden. And so that's the one thing worse than not having a church, than having a church there, which, 
isn't there. It's there, but it's not there. You know what I mean? Who, who gets me? So, um, uh, and so then, then another thing was it, is if we look back at that, what we saw in Matthew, it said, um, you are like a light on a hill that cannot be hidden. And so we can go, we can say that, oh, we cannot be hidden. But then it's funnily enough, we, I think that's the church globally. I think the church globally will never be hidden. But I think the church locally can be hidden. And so we're just going to come over to my jack-in-the-box here. We can see this. Yeah, my jack-in-the-box. So I'm just going to quickly do a bit of an example for us about some things and then see how we go. So sometimes this is what I think the church can be like. So for those listening on the podcast, I'm about to hide in a box. sometimes I think in church life is and this is this is hopefully a funny example for you is that the church say I'm like the jack-in-the-box jack or I represent the church so there comes times in life where um, the church isn't doing anything like this now and then there's a time in church where the church is alive it's doing things people are getting touched people are getting changed then it might be a year or two five years ten years then it comes to a season again where it goes oh the church is no longer seen we're hidden in a box and then it comes to a time again where, hello, we're here, like, Jesus is awesome. But that's just, um, but I believe the church isn't meant to be a jack-in-the-box. I believe, and so as we said, we saw that said, um, you're a, be a light to be on a hill that cannot be hidden. So don't go, you don't light up a light and put it under a basket. And so what, but unfortunately I've seen in church life that, or from my experiences that there's these churches out there, but they're hidden in a basket. Instead of being out in the community, out doing what we're called to do, we're too busy hiding. But then, then you have those seasons where you get a bit of momentum, you have a bit of a spin. <laughs> Hello, we're here, Jack's out. And then you have times again where, where, it, um, where we close the box and then we're hidden, we're not doing what we're meant to do. All right, I'm getting a bit too excited. All right, and so our church vision... We're to be, say it with me, we're to be a large, relevant church of mature believers who love their community. That's, that's so true. And so as we, as we saw in our mission statement, our mission statement is really living out what the vision is. And so to be loving our community is shining a light for all to see, right? We, all, we can all agree with that. And so this is the title of my message, the title of my message, Time to Come Out of Hiding. And so if you take a note, that's the title of my message, it's Time to Come Out of Hiding. And so um, I want to declare this over the place. One Heart Church, it's time to come out of hiding. It's a time to uh, be uncovered. It's a time to be, uh, what have I got here? It's a time to come out of the dark. It's a time to peer. It's a time to be known. And so, and another thing, as we talked about at the start, when something's growing, it can't be hidden. And so if we're in a year of 2016, a year to grow, well, a box can't contain us anyway. So just like that box can't contain the jack, but we're going to be time. We're not just going to go pop out the box. We're going to get out. We're going to get rid of the box, and it's going to catch you later. But I'll uh, I'll get to that a bit soon. Um, now, so as I was saying, like it's it's a, it's a tragic situation when we have a church that you can see, but it's not doing. Or there's a church there, but it's not doing anything. And now it's really it's not my place to judge those churches and say what they're doing is wrong because that's God's job and not for mine. But I just think it's, it's, I think it's funny how, or it's not funny, but it's interesting how Jesus mentions a thing like no one likes a light and then to hide it under a basket. But we got to, and so he obviously said that not because he, had, he just wanted to say it, it's because 
He was making sure there's no doubt and that don't hide it under a basket. And so as a church, whatever those baskets are that can cover us, we've got to be a place where we go, you know what, we've got to, we've got to destroy this basket. We've got to destroy this thing that's going to cover us because the church was never designed for that. A light is, was designed to put on a stand to shine. A light wasn't designed to put on a, a, uh, a stand and then be covered. And so Jesus was making that clear. And so we just got to take that on board seriously and go, you know what, um, he said this because we have the potential to do that. Um, and so, and this is just another another aspect of things. And so, when we see Jack in the Boxes, you often see on like YouTube or something, some kind of social media platform, you'll have these little kids that will be watching it, and it's like, they get freaked out, they get scared because they weren't expecting it to pop up. And so, sometimes uh, in in church life as well, we can have that same situation where we where um, the church is doing nothing, and it kindly finally jumps up, and people get a bit frightened, like, what the heck, like, what's going on here? But um, and even another aspect in church life in general, when it comes to the supernatural and God's power and what he does, I think sometimes um, we've put God in the box and then um, he jumps out and people go, oh, what the heck, that's freaky, that's scary. But I, it shouldn't be like that. I believe the Holy Spirit in our meetings and what we do should be flowing every week, every day. That Jack's normal goes, oh, where's Jack gone? Come out, mate. Like, out he comes. Out comes the Holy Spirit. It shouldn't be a thing that gets hidden. And only for these months, oh, boom, we see it. God has said um, the Holy Spirit will come upon us all and that we've got to be living in that day in, day out. So then there's another thing to extend from that is if we go overseas to other countries, they can be foreign and it's not Australian culture. So we go, that was a bit weird. Like, I don't get that. But then it's not, it's never scary. It can be different and it can be weird in these foreign cultures, but it's not scary. It's the same with what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. It may be weird and it may be scary sometimes, but if it's genuine and if it's real, it should never be scary. But and so we, you know what? Let's be one heart church. Let's be a place where we go. You know what? The Holy Spirit is al- is allowed to be here. We're not going to be hiding in some box that we're never a part of what He's doing. Let's be a place where it's flowing. Jack comes out, and it's it's not just a thing where it freaks people out, but it's a thing where that's just normal, and they go, "I want to be a part of that. That is fun." And that's ultimately Jack. The Jack in the box is never meant to scare. It's meant to bring joy, and that's the same with the Holy Spirit. It's not something designed to scare. It's meant to bring joy. But it, if we got it always in the box, it's going to scare. If you have it out the box, it's bringing joy. So that's just another part for us. Let's be a church where, um, where, where we can do that. And so some examples for that is, is like one is like speaking in tongues. Now, I'm not going to go too far in that. I know it does a lot good for my life. But if no, we have a speaking in tongues in church, well, you're going to have people be like, what the heck was that? But, it's, it, but rather, it should be thinking where, wow, I need that. There's something about that I need. Other things could be is when we're, we're down the street, someone might be going through a hard time. We go, look, can I pray for you? And if, someone, if we're never coming out the box, people are like, oh, no, prayer, get away from that. But if it's, if it's a normal thing, people go, yeah, oh, thank you, I'd love that. So there's just some things about that. But uh, then Psalms 122.1, that will be on the screen shortly. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And now for that, that Bible verse there, Psalms 122.1, that's for me, I just, I get, when I'm not ha- feeling happy about church, I read that and go, you know what, I was glad. It's good. It's awesome. And hey, we got a good church, don't we? We have a great church. We have great pastors. Um, th- I don't just say this because they're my parents. I say it because it's the truth because I've, I'm only oh, 20, yeah, 20. So I've been around to a lot of, I've been around a bit in church as well. And I've seen churches where um, they don't have good pastors. So Pastor Pauline and Pastor Rob, you're great pastors. Um, I, I love the fact that you are so humble. I've seen some pastors where I believe they're just in it for the ladder climb. They don't they don't do church for what they can do for the people. They do church for what the people can do for them. But I thank you that you're a pastor that do for people, um, not 
and what they do for you. So just thank you for that. We just we encourage you. But yeah, we we got a great church, and so I really love that fact. What we've done with that sign at Centenary, that love Port Lincoln, and you know what? I love being in church, and I love Port Lincoln, and I can say that now because for those of you that don't know my journey in life, so obviously I came here because I had to come here. I didn't really have a choice. But then I think it was before I took on yes, yeah, before I took on youth, um, I had a pastor approach me in Adelaide and said, "Hey, you're a good guy." I'm like, "I know. Come on, we know that." Um, we'd love you to be part of our church and all that. And so then um, I did the, uh, the good Christian thing to do. I said, well, I'll have to pray about it and do some things. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Adelaide. This is it. My, my chance has arrived. Someone actually wants me. This is so good. But then it's funny, the more I prayed about things, the more and the more God has speak to me is to stay in Port Lincoln. And then I come now, I, so I made the choice and then God's opened up crazy doors here, like doing Bible college and uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, leading youth. But, I, but that's just another story. But I can now say through that journey I've been on, I love Port Lincoln. When I came here, I can be honest, and you probably would have known, I didn't like Port Lincoln. But I can say I love Port Lincoln now. I love this church. And I just want to encourage us, let's, let's get, get a love for Port Lincoln. Let's get a love for this church. Go, you know what? We're not just here because whatever. We're here because we've got a cooler God for now. We're here because we, um, we love this place and we just want to see God do and have heaven released in this place with us right now. And so, um, and with that, with that sign we have at Santoni, that's the jack coming out the box. We're going, you know what? We're not just that building here with that moon at night. We're a place where, um, where they, they, they love this place as well. That church loves Port Lincoln just like everyone else here does. And so then, but then that verse in Psalms 122.1, it says, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. And so they didn't say church, it said the house of the Lord, which is a bit interesting. And so if we look at the dictionary meaning of the word church, it says this. A building for public Christian worship. Now, a lot of, we can go it's like super spiritual and say, oh, but the Bible is the church is the people, not the building. But how come the, the world has changed the meaning from church to the people, the Christians, to the building? Why? I believe it's sat there. The church has been in the box. And so what's happened is the people go in the box instead of coming out and doing the jack, popping out, bringing joy, doing what it's supposed to be doing, we've hidden in the box. And so the church, the, the community out there has gone, you know what? Oh, the church, that's just the box they hide in, but we're never meant to be hiding in a box. We're meant to be the light without a basket shining for all to see. And so, um, and then, but with that, we can go, oh, oh, yeah, that's fairly true. That's pretty sad, isn't it? We've just been known for the box. But One Heart Church, we have the job to change our pers- perception. I believe just because just that's the meaning of, of uh, church now, it doesn't mean that we can stay that way. For example, we're seeing other people in our society trying to change the de- definition of words, which has stood forever. But and I and they're a small, they're quite was quite a small uh, part of our community. But they're it's taking momentum. I believe as a church, and we have the Holy Spirit on our side, and we start doing our things, we can start changing the meaning of church. But it's not just about that that building here, what we're in. People say, "Oh, One Heart Church." Far out. They've done this. They've done that. They're helping me here. They're helping me there. And so let's let's start going. You know what? I'm cool for Port Lincoln. I love this place. I'm here so that the light shines. I'm here so the definition. We're not just doing it so the definition of church changes. We, the definition will change when we start doing what God called us to do. But and so um, and this is the thing. God doesn't care about how good the box looks. And so in that thing, I was glad when they said, "Let's go to the house of God." Well. That it's not the house, it's not the box, it's the people, it's us. We're created for community, we're created for connection, we're created to be with one another. 
And so God doesn't care about that. God cares about what goes in that and what that comes out. And so we we got to be a church where we go, you know what? I, it's this doesn't matter. We got to be like, go. Come on, let's come out. You got to go out. That's what we be a church. That's what God cares about. He cares about what's coming out, not what's going in. Uh, and so, um, who? Uh, yeah. So who remembers that story at the start? I was talking about with Saint and God talking. So I believe what the situation should have been like this is a God and Saint are talking, and God's obviously in front of his box again. And Saint's like, "What's that, God?" And I believe um, what the story should be, rather than God going, oh, no, nothing here, nothing here. There's a jack jumping out. Whoops, that's all right, I'll do it. So God's trying to hide the box or whatever, and then Saint's talking to him, and I'll, Jack comes out the box and goes, look, go, kicks it out, destroys it, and, goes, and then Saint can't go, what's that? And God goes, that's my church, baby. They've come out the box. That's never, we're never going back. We're never going back to that place. So, and so that's the way this, I believe that, that that story in my head should have gone is that Jack's come out. So rather than Saint going, oh, what's going on here? He knows what's going on and he's getting scared. So he didn't just go to God, oh, um, what's going on there, God? It would have been like, uh, 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 what's in that box, God? Oh, what? oh no, oh no, boom. And so church, let's have that, let's live that out. Let's not just be an example I did on a Sunday. Let's go, you know what, when I leave this place, I'm the church. When I leave this place, I am I'm never going back under that thing. And so now I'm just going to talk a bit more about what this coming out the box looks like for us. So cool. So um, I was just going to go on the screen a quote from Pastor Rob, which we'll talk about. So Pastor Rob had a beauty of a quote the other week. You wouldn't have heard it in church. He shared it at our church leadership meeting. This is what his quote is. And so he proposed a question, what is a growing church? And this is what his answer was. A church that people want to bring people to is a growing church. And as we've talked about before, something that's growing cannot be hidden. So yeah, that's a really good line there. A church that people want to bring people to is a growing church. And so um, a church under a basket is a church that doesn't invite people. A church that doesn't invite people is hidden because it isn't growing. And so our, I believe a growing church represents our vision, a large relevant church that's growing. But then if we were to reverse our vision to make it opposite, it'd be a tiny, irrelevant, boring church. And why would it be tiny, boring, and irrelevant? Because no one's inviting anybody to it. But when our church is relevant, when our church is, is large, why? Because people are inviting people to it. So you wonder what? Um, we've got to start talking this place up. And now I'm not all for lying about it and, and making things up which aren't true. But we've got to get a joy for this place and make it good. And go, you know what? What am I doing about it to make this place good so I, so I can talk it up? So I can make it good. So I go, you know what? This place has the answer for your life. And so I just want to encourage you that let's not be a church that's tiny, irrelevant, boring because we're not inviting anybody. What can we do about it to make this place good? So I encourage you, Mariah, for doing little things because you're saying, you know what? This place isn't a place where pe um, parents can't come because they've got little kids and it's frustrating for them. You're making the answer to be this place be large and relevant. Thank you for that. Um, and so then uh, an and another aspect to that as well is we had early this year, Pastor Mark Petter came. He's a, a a missionary that we support from the Philippines and he shared go look on the podcast it was a great message and he was talking about the mission versus the missions or something like that but what he had he was saying in that message was that it's not the church's job to make disciples it's the disciples job to make disciples and so it's our responsibility and so I want to encourage us we have a responsibility let's not have that bad mindset thinking oh the church will make Christians or whatever and do the thing as us as a people we're not influencing what happens out there it's me personally in my workplace it's 
It's someone else at their basketball club. It's someone else at the shops. It's not us together do it. It's the individuals that do it. And so I want to encourage us. Let's be a place where we start talking this place up. We start uh, being the light and not being tiny, hidden, and irrelevant, not growing. And so then uh, that then this comes down to Romans 1.16. So if the music team can come back up, uh, that would be awesome. And this is what it says. For I am not ashamed of the, go- the good news about Christ. Other translations it says, I am not ashamed about the gospel. And so good news gospel. Um, uh, so I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. And so, um, so not ashamed of the gospel. And so we can say, well, what's the gospel? That, for those that don't know, that's the story of Jesus. Well, what's the story of Jesus? Well, that's cross equals love. What's cross equals love? And so if you go to Easter, you'll probably know a bit more about that. But that's the thing of that. We're sinners um, just due to things that we couldn't even control. We just do dumb things, do silly things, just aren't the way we're meant to be. But God loved us so much that with the cross, he's done in our lives the things that we could never do for ourselves. And that... Um, we can then there be the, the, the church and be a light and shine and do what we need to do. And so I just want to um, encourage us with that. Let us not be ashamed of, of this. Let us not be ashamed to be light because that's what the light is. And so being ashamed is having the basket on us. When we have, that's what the basket is, is shame really and being afraid of what the word of God is and what, the, uh, what it has to say. And so I'm just going to be pretty brutally honest about my, my life here. And so... Um, uh, and so, like, I can read Psalms 122 and go, oh, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. But then I can live a hypocritical life. So, yes, that's true. I This morning, I'm like, I cannot wait for church. It's going to be a great day. I can't wait for church tonight, which is all true. But then I live a hip- hypocritical life because then this is just what happens to me at work. I don't know what your lifestyles are and how you do it, but when I'm dealing with customers, because I get to deal with customers at work, but sometimes that's a privilege and sometimes that's a challenge. But... And talk to customers and say, if it's, normally I'll do this on a Friday because I know the weekend's coming up. I'll say, when trying to leave the conversation, when they're going, oh, have a good weekend. And sometimes it either stops it or the con- conversation continues. And if this is a conversation continues approach, is that they'll go, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to play footy or yeah, I've got, got a, ma- a wedding on or something. And then they'll, they'll say they got something special on, so they're just trying to just be friendly, as they do. And then they might say, what are you doing for the weekend? And I'll, and this, is, this has been generally my honest. Um, response or oh, nothing out the ordinary nothing special and then God started to speak to me a lot over when I was over the few weeks when this God was speak to me about this stuff about when something's growing you can't hide it and said Josh um, uh, you're you're not loving Paul Lincoln you're uh, you're too afraid you're staying in the box and so now I'm not one to Bible bash and be like um, uh, yeah I'm not I'm not I don't uh, uh, what's the word encourage that approach but I do encourage having the thing of going, you know what? Because then if I'm saying I'm glad to go to the house of God, well, how come I'm not happy to say that in front of other people? And then so now I've started, to, when I have these conversations, I'll have a great weekend. And they say, oh, what are you up to? I don't just go, nothing special and boring or nothing special, nothing out of the ordinary. Because I'm actually then by saying that, saying this isn't really that life-changing for me. Um, I'm, I'm living in a box. But I've started to go, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm going to have a great weekend. I've got church on. And so then people, and then oh, people then go to me, oh yeah, I thought you must go to church because I saw you a Sunday and you wear some nice clothes. Oh, thanks, I wear them all the time. But um, 
Uh, but then, and so that's just something that God's been speaking to me about. It's go, you know what? I am glad to be here. And so I'm not just going to say that in front of you. I'm, I've started to make those changes in my life and go, you know what? I've got to start speaking that outside there. This isn't just, because I'm saying to them, this is boring and nothing special. But you know what? It isn't boring and it is, it is special to me. So I'm going to start speaking that out. And I'm on the journey. I'm not perfect. And neither are all of us. But let's start making those changes in our life and go, you know what, God? How am I hiding? How am I not exactly being the light how what what baskets am i covering over myself so i just want to encourage us let's i'd like booted that jack in the box box jack's coming out and we're saying we're never going back in again um and then to finish off with um and so that's the thing let's change our confession and so that's i've i've decided to change my confession let's all decide to change our confession about this place we love port lincoln and it's time that we start shining a light and not being hidden and now just another thing with that so we we can see like kids church is out there right now i believe that kids church is going to be a place where kids go there and they come back from school and um the kid at school might, might be like oh i had a cool weekend i got to ride a pony i want the kids in our church to go to their kid you rode a pony well i went to church and it was unbelievable i had so much fun uh it was just awesome. This person was there. That person was there. We got lollies. We blowed balloons. I don't know. I just want it to be a place where they encounter God and it's a place where they're like, I cannot wait till next next week. Uh, I want it to be a place where riding a pony, who cares about riding a pony? Um, playing footy, who cares about riding, playing footy? I care about going to church next Sunday. I, I believe for youth, youth that we're going to have youth in our church that go to school and then their friend will be like, oh, how's your weekend? And they'll be like, um, like a person from our church will go to school and they're like, oh, it's their friend. How's uh, the weekend? Oh, yeah, it's good. I got drunk. I can't remember anything. Uh, and, I'll, and, I'll, and then I'll be like, how's your weekend? And then they'll be like, it was unbelievable. Church was crazy cool. The worship, uh, the music was awesome. The bass was pumping. Uh, youth was great. God spoke to me. I have great friends that love and encourage me. And I believe we can see that church. I believe we're seeing that church where those things are what happens is we're not hiding it because we're not ashamed and because we're growing. So as, as that statement, as I said, the title is, we're coming out of hiding and something that is growing cannot be hidden. So let's be a church that decides to grow in 2016, that a church, because then we naturally will break the box. We naturally destroy that because we can't be hidden because we're, we're growing. And so with that, we're just going to quickly um, end on that song we sang at the start. It says, I can hear the sound of a broken chains. I just want us to declare that song over us now that we're going, you know what? We hear the sound of the broken chains. We, we see that jack-in-the-box gone. We're a church, jacks out the box, and we're going to be um, excited. So let's do it.